it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you better believe it, sister. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who is not giving an address to the nation in prime time tonight. No, ma'am. Joe Biden is. I keep forgetting I'm president. Well, the rest of us are still saddled with that very memory, and uh, we will confront it head on after a very difficult trip back from Israel in which the president took live questions from the press and I do believe managed to unite the entire United States of America uh, who left that press conference thinking the exact same thing. That man belongs in a nursing home, not in the White House. Really rough one for the president. We'll get into it today on a sloppy track. We still don't have a House speaker, uh, but we do have a temporary House speaker from what we're being told. Uh, Speaker pro tem uh, Patrick McHenry. Uh, They have reached the framework of an agreement that would allow him to become the acting speaker until January, while Jim Jordan continues to cobble the votes together. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. The Republican Party, I got to be honest with you. Okay, I take plenty of shots at the Democrats, but if we're going to call a fair fight... Republican Party's a bunch of clowns, straight circus clowns. 888-788-9910 if you want a part of today's show, a show that will begin, middle, and end with one simple rule. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. You could identify as a German shepherd. Just not the German shepherd in the White House that keeps biting people. We got enough going on today on the show without dog bite, you know, (laughs) you know, but the rule and it is the rule every day. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a there it is. Happy Thursday. And we will get to the House Speaker stuff in a minute. But yes, on a show that very much functions as a talk show and not an activist platform for one political party, I can tell you the Republicans in this moment do not, do not deserve your unilateral and undying support. That's true. That is true. This is embarrassing. Okay, we keep getting told, well, you know, we can't put Jordan through because, you know, there's means and there's ways of doing this and there's decorum. And then one jackass from Pennsylvania goes out and votes for John Boehner because he thinks it's funny. That was embarrassing. Yeah, they don't respect the the mores and the standards. So we'll go vote for a guy who's not even running, you see. <laughs> straight, straight clowns. They do not deserve your undying support uh, when they behave the way they do. These people in Washington are supposed to work for us. I'll tell you who you can support. Okay, one of my favorite stations in the world, and you probably know this because I was really giddy about it when they launched, is KSRO out in Sonoma, out in wine country, out in California, baby. My goodness gracious, growing all kinds of fancy wine and they carry our show at night. They listen to us. It's from 6 to 9 p.m. Well, the station owner, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Amatoro, was here at Fox today. He flew from California to take his wife to New York City. That's stupid. 
Use your common sense. Yeah, I don't know why he chose New York. I didn't get to ask him. I was like, are they are they all booked up in Gaza right now? <laughs> like, come on, New York is a mess right now. Unbelievable. But Lawrence was in the house here at Fox News headquarters today. And dig this. Uh, he brought me two bottles of fancy wine from a brand called Fela Wines. Oh, girl. Actually, you can scratch that song, Jenny, because we're not endorsing the wine. We have nothing to do with it. <laughs> that being said, uh, Aaron Jordan and the entire crew out at Fela Wines, uh, we have your wine right here in Fox Across America headquarters, the tippy top of the Fox News building in New York City. And we are fans, not because of the namesake, but because it's fantastic. I even drank the Chardonnay without refrigerating it. Like a slob. I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding. I took a sip. Don't you have any respect for yourself? Listen, there's no wrong way to do it. If you're drinking an actual fine wine, okay, that is aged as well as this stuff has. Okay, in my hand right now, it's a, it's a 2018 Pinot Noir. Stop it. It's outstanding. Uh, and I will tell you this. If you're listening at Fala Wines, uh, not because of the name. You could change this to Bin Laden Wines. I don't think that's a good business move, but I'm just saying <laughs> I would still drink it because it's fantastic. So this Bud's for you out there in Sonoma. <laughs> Even if I think Lawrence is a little crazy for bringing his wife to New York City. But a shout-out to Lawrence and the KSRO crew. shout-out to Aaron Jordan and the Fala Wines crew. Uh, you guys have given us a fine wine. The president, on the other hand, i got to be honest with you, he has not aged like a fine wine. We have a president that is clearly not all there. And if you're listening to the show for the first time, you have to understand, I'm not doing a Republican talk show. I'm doing an American talk show, okay? It doesn't benefit liberals to have a president who makes the sign language interpreter shrug. Do you understand? You don't benefit from that either, okay? If the president of the United States is in the middle of a big speech and he makes up a word. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> true, true international pressure. Do you speak any English? Not always. Okay, but what we saw yesterday on the plane back from Israel is, uh, you know, he was sundowning a little bit. The time zones were off. They had probably shot him up with B-12 for his public meetings. I don't know whose idea it was to let him address the press head on on the way back, but seriously. Step into my office. What? Because you're fired. Okay, Biden, again, he does have a folksy charm as a politician. He has a lot of jokes he tells on the stump that work. They're endearing. He makes fun of himself. He talks about how he was raised. You know, as he's gone off the rails a little bit in his older life, the stories have started to become a little more ridiculous. You know, we've played you the clips where he says he was raised in the black church. He grew up Puerto Rican. He had oil cancer. He was practically the only person he knew that didn't have a last name, Ski, because he grew up around so many Polish people. Like whatever group he happens to be in front of, he just assimilates to their culture and tells them he grew up the exact same way they did. This is politics as usual. But in an era of multimedia where what you say in one room is now seen on social media by people on the other side of the country, the lies start to catch up with you. The meandering, the misremembering, it starts to catch up with you. Biden's lost his marbles. But sometimes the folksy charm just doesn't fit. Like yesterday, he's trying to talk about Hamas blowing up the hospital. And he half gives credit to Israel for not you know, being responsible for the hospital bombing. 
while simultaneously, okay, kind of reducing what happened at the hospital, you know, to a jokey afterthought, number one. But number two, the advice he gives Hamas would actually make them kill more Israelis. Biden is such a disaster. Listen to the logic here. This is clip five. Our Defense Department says it's highly unlikely that it was Israelis, but if it a different footprint and have intercepted some anyway. And uh, so that's why, if you notice, I didn't say it at first. I, didn't, I wanted to make sure that I knew. And look, and I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, got to learn how to shoot straight. Oh, my goodness. You got to learn how to shoot straight. I mean, man, oh, boy, oh, man. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? You got a president speaking to the press who, again, on the very rare once-a-year occasion where they let Biden speak without a note card in his hands, he immediately reminds them within two answers of why they don't normally let him do that anymore. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Okay, he can't face live ammo from the press. That's why they give him a note card. And they, oh, I got a list of reporters to call on, you know. Or I can't take any questions. They'll get mad at me. He's not kind of in charge. Yesterday was a moment where they let him be in charge. And every question he was handed resulted in him staring into space for 45 seconds, meandering in a language other than English, staring off dazed and confused, or yes, saying Hamas needs to learn to shoot straight. Now, I get he's going for some folksy gang that can't shoot straight parody, and he thinks that's charming. But when you're talking about a terror group killing Israelis, advising them to learn how to shoot straight wouldn't actually help your allies. Do you understand? Tell them like it is. It's not good. Okay, that's how it is. How is it? It's not good. But the president's going to speak tonight at 8 o'clock. They're going to put him in front of a teleprompter with the biggest font allowable by law, and he's going to announce an increased aid package to Israel. Which, to be clear, uh, we wholeheartedly support. Uh, Israel is our strongest ally in the region. Uh, when you look around the world, they're one of the countries, I would say more than anybody, okay, that shares our values the most, okay, when it comes to their tolerance and their acceptance and their inclusion, okay. They are a social country that is, in a lot of ways, on par with where we are here in America, okay. Thankfully, we're not under attack and duress and facing the adversity they are every day. Uh, but our city streets are getting there. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't quite have Hamas, uh, but we've got every mugger and lunatic and rapist because no one's going to jail under these woke bail reforms we're dealing with. Everything woke turns to But you understand, okay, what Biden announced on the plane, okay, which a lot worse than saying, hey, they've got to learn to shoot straight, as he announced that he was sending the funding over to Palestine that would, in fact, allow Hamas to learn how to shoot straight because we're sending in more humanitarian aid, knowing full well that every dollar we send in to a kleptocracy immediately gets taken by Hamas. Don't forget, they're the elected government of the region. This is the thing people keep forgetting. Hamas was voted into power. I don't doubt the brutality and the brazen disregard for human life that they have espoused rubs a lot of people in Palestine the wrong way. But the fact remains, they're the government. So when you send money in for humanitarian aid and the terror group is the government, guess who's getting the money you sent for humanitarian aid? Yes, the government. Okay, so understand the terror group. 
And that's why you keep hearing things like, oh, we need aid in Palestine. They're running out of food. They're running out of water. Okay? But you know what they're never running out of? They're never running out of missiles. I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is the money we're sending is getting spent on other things. Okay? Here is Biden announcing, claiming with a straight face there was no pushback on the humanitarian aid. Clip one. Did you find BB receptive to the humanitarian argument you made? Yes. Was, was there any pushback from him or you felt that we no. would get across that? Well, we've had a number of discussions on this. It's not, not new. Look, I don't know what you picked up in Israel, but I got no pushback. Virtually none. Let me say it again. I got no pushback. You were lying your ass off. If you don't think Netanyahu pushed back against the idea of sending over a hundred million or so to the Palestinians, which will of course immediately be absconded by Hamas. Like you're crazy. Like you're an actual stupid person. And I don't mean to, you know, disparage you. I need all the listeners I can get. Here's Rick Scott from Florida laying it down. Clip two. The President of the United States given a hundred million dollars to Gazans and the Palestinian PLI, PLO. I mean some of the as far as we have thirty one Americans killed. We don't know how many Americans are hostages. And we got a president that wants to give money to Gazans? Give me a break. And by the way, go look at the videos. There's pictures of these terrorists with humanitarian first aid kits. We got, there's pictures all over Israeli press about, about these uh, rice bags with bullets in it, right? So this is a humanitarian effort, right? So there's no way that Hamas doesn't get this money. This is, this is stupid. Yep. It is stupid. He knows what he's talking about. Seriously, okay. Hamas is the government. If we're sending money, no, no, you don't understand. This is what they're telling you. We're sending money over there for humanitarian aid, but we have mechanisms in place to make sure the government, the elected terror group that runs the place, will keep their hands off the money. Are you stupid or something? No, they're not stupid. They're full of... Okay, Brian Mast out of the great state of Florida said the same on the bottom line last night, clip three. My mind is blown right now that that's what he took the time to discuss was giving $100 million. And in the same breath, he also said, let's start thinking also right in this moment about the two-state solution. So let's break that down a little bit. Let's give $100 million of American taxpayer money to the group that, that just killed all of these people because we know – there aren't videos of people out there saying, hey, stop doing that. Hey, return that person back to Israel. Take the gun off them. No, don't do that. No. All the videos you see are people supporting them and, and having their, their back to conduct these brutal acts of terrorism. And then, uh, again, breaking that down, let's think about making a country and a state and a government out of the people that just did this because we know they win popular election there. It's beyond comprehension, uh, really, to think about that. Think about it, though. Really do think about it. It might be beyond comprehension, but we're flying over to Israel to tell them we've got their back. And then in the next breath, we're giving $100 million to the people who just killed all their citizens. This is total crap. Is it ever? But Biden's going to get on TV tonight at 8 o'clock and read off the biggest font allowable law on a teleprompter and tell you with a straight face that we're all in on Israel and we're not supporting Hamas. Stop lying to us. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! 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 
You're listening to Fox Across America. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Doing the dang thing at 888-788-9910. We will get to your calls, texts, tweets, and carrier pigeons later on. Florida Representative Greg Stubbe is going to be here. He is in Washington right now trying to figure out who the next House Speaker is going to be. And Diamond Dave Landau, comedy sexiest man, making a return to the show. You want to know why? There's a war going on, and we're trying to program, you know, a little more respectfully because you've got so much carnage and chaos But the reality is nothing me and a comedian are going to say could ever be as remotely offensive as what's coming out of Democratic members of Congress. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, Rashida Tlaib, okay, after being fact-checked by our own intelligence, by geodata, by the President of the United States himself, Rashida Tlaib, okay, doubled down yesterday on the fact that Israel attacked A hospital. She's worse than Kamala. Okay, she's a loser. She's trash. Because you understand, whenever you hear the lecture, like, oh, the words incite violence, okay? When you tell a world that's anti-Semitic and wants to wipe the Jews off the face of the earth, the face of the earth, that they intentionally bombed a hospital, they respond with actual bloodshed, as they did all over the Middle East and at some of our embassies. Here's Tlaib yesterday doubling down, clip seven. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Just straight trash. Okay, because it is confirmed beyond all doubt that Hamas launched rockets at Israel. One of them exploded over a hospital. And now she's out here continuing to blame Israel, firing up the anti-Semites, saying they're attacking children, and it's not remotely close to true. Just human waste. Get her out. Get her out of here. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and uh, we got to take out the trash right now. You know, I get on the air all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm a former cab driver, did comedy. You see me on the TV and stuff. Uh, These days, I'm just the garbage man, just hauling trash like my man Clay out on the West Coast. Uh, There's so much of it in media right now. Let me play you a couple of clips because CBS, 24 hours, 24 hours after the world confirmed Not Israeli intelligence, U.S. intelligence, okay, confirmed that Hamas probably accidentally bombed the hospital because they were shooting rockets. One of them went off over the hospital. CBS continues to put on this trash. uh, I don't want to mispronounce the name because I know clips like this are such a a proud moment for the family. 
Uh, but I believe the name is Imshaz Chayab. Okay. Imtiaz Tayab. Okay. And I want to get it right because this is such a proud moment. Uh, Imtiaz Tayab goes on CBS uh, Evening News. He's the foreign correspondent. And he says, Israel has struck this hospital before and this time gave them little chance to evacuate. You are so full of sh. Okay, guys, like when I say it's been proven, what I mean by that is I mean our U.S. intelligence was able to corroborate the location and the direction the missiles were shot from, where they blew up, what time they went off at, and most importantly, how they were made. Hamas makes a lot of homemade missiles, or they use North Korean missiles that they buy on the black market, or, heaven forbid, there's $85 billion worth of American weapons floating around in Afghanistan. This could be a problem. Okay, in this instance, the missile they used, they were able to forensically identify as a Hamas weapon. It is accepted anywhere anti-Semitism is not sold. Okay, yes, if you go into a Harvard campus right now, they're like, ah, Israel blew up the hospital. You know, or if you go on to, oh, I don't know, the Gaza Strip, Israel blew up the hospital. Or if you go on, I don't know, CBS in primetime, you'll still hear this sort of stuff. I mean, my goodness. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. How could you not be? Here's Imtiaz Tayeb, clip 11. The aftermath of the massive explosions at the Al-Ahli Hospital is still a smoking wreck. What should have been a safe haven has turned into a living nightmare. We left our home to come here, this woman says. We thought it would be safe, but then we got bombed. The Anglican church, which runs the hospital, has said it was struck before by an Israeli rocket just four days earlier, injuring four members of staff. Speaking to CBS News, Fadl Naim, a doctor at Al-Ahli, says Israel's army sent a warning to evacuate the facility less than 48 hours before that explosion. They uh, called our medical director and they told him, we warned you yesterday with two rockets. Why are you still working in the hospital? Why didn't you evacuate the hospital? Hundreds of people have been killed in the blast. There are so many dead, they're running out of body bags. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And we say that. Why? Because he had the facts. When he went on the air, those, it, it was known to the world that Hamas blew up the hospital. But he's there to tell you that harrowing tale of people suffering at a hospital at the hands of the Israeli attack is what he's telling you. And why is he telling you that? Because he's not there to report the story. He's there to shape an agenda. Bingo. Look what Israel's doing. Okay, these are anti-Semites. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And the only way they can do that is if they establish a moral equivalency between what they're doing and what Israel's doing. So last week, Hamas parachutes in to a rave, 3 in the morning, kills 260 people, takes a bunch of hostages, goes into towns and lights houses on fire with families trapped inside of them, executes entire families, burns kids alive, beheads 41 babies. Okay, as you would imagine, decent people who aren't animals are apoplectic. Like, what the f*** is that? Okay, so understand that they're being so roundly condemned in the public eye for the barbaric nature of their attacks. Okay, the people who run the PR operation at Hamas, you know, the Harvard grads, the people at the University of Pennsylvania. Proud moment for the Ivy League right now. I got to tell you, Northwestern. Uh, All those other schools, not even Ivies, like Northwestern. But, you know, the point is, Northwestern's kind of an Ivy. It's covered in weed. 
because it's out there in Chicago. But anyway, okay, academia, left-wing academia, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, they do the PR for Hamas. They want the world to hate them a little bit less for what they did to the babies and the children. So they start a narrative that Israel blew up a hospital. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's exactly why they did it. It's straight up. Israel blew up a hospital, guys. You believe this? They blew up a hospital. Of course we're killing people and videotaping it on their phones and then texting their family members to watch them get killed. I mean, wouldn't you do that if Israel was blowing up hospitals? Never mind that they blew up the hospitals themselves. Bingo, man, bingo. Okay, so you understand. The people at CBS, the pe- the Rashida Talibs of the world, are trying to establish a moral equivalency to make you okay with the fact that Hamas is beheading children. They want you to be okay with it. Well, understand, their they're, they're anger, given what's going on at this hospital. I mean, how would you act, you know? And that's what they're doing. So you understand, Rashida Talib gets out there and cries and talks about the little babies being told not to cry. Okay, she's doing that because she's catering to a subset of people whose emotions are their facts. Okay, if you make them feel a certain way, it empowers them to believe that under like the penalty of law, they must be deemed correct. That's how we got to a place in our politics where they told you men can have babies. (laughs) But they said it enough. They said it enough. They said it enough that people now run with it like it's factual, even though we've been assuming the opposite for as long as biology has existed. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. But MTAS Tiab, just a propaganda ministry, Okay, on CBS, Legacy Media, when people want to know why Fox is kicking everyone's ass in the ratings, it's be, you know, people say, oh, Fox, you know, that's they're one sided. They got the one party. That's what Fox is doing. You know, they're in the tank. And you're right. We are in the tank. You know who we're in the tank for? America. That's who we're in the tank for every damn day. Freedom! We're not airing propaganda that disparages our own country on the world stage and gives our enemies license to justify any atrocity against us and our allies. That's why people like us. We don't sit around and just tow the Republican Party line all day. What are we doing all the time right now? We're calling the House of Representatives a bunch of jackasses for screwing up the speaker vote. We've done it every day for three weeks. Does that sound like we're in the tank for the party? How many times a year does Trump give us the finger because we have to go our separate ways on a piece of analysis? Oh, I don't know. Two or three dozen if you're keeping score. That's true. That is true. Because we're calling balls and strikes. But we do have a party. We shill every day for America because it's the greatest source of good the world has ever known. And without our good standing and respect in the world, the rest of the place starts circling the drain. We are the sun. Okay, that this entire ecosystem of humanity is able to coexist around because we've been there to keep people in check. When you start justifying the level of atrocity, do you understand like Rashida Tlaib, what she's saying right now is like claiming that on September 11th, the Twin Towers just went and knocked those innocent airplanes out of the sky. Now, all of these, you know. 
Muslim hijackers and guys from Yemen and Saudi Arabia just minding their business on a friendly sightseeing airplane. And lo and behold, those American capitalist pig buildings jumped in the way and knocked the planes out of the sky. It's the same logic. Oh, they're over here having a rave. You too would jump the fence on a paraglider and behead their babies if they were having a rave on your occupied land. Never mind that if we were really going to trace the roots of the occupation, the first people there were the Israelis. You are correct, sir. But listen to this propaganda. Here is Imtiaz Tiab uh, saying few people believe Biden. They all say Israel's responsible. Clip 12. The explosion and its deadly aftermath has triggered a fury across the Middle East not seen in years. In Beirut, thousands demonstrated outside the U.S. Embassy while President Biden was in neighboring Israel, where he said the Israeli military was not to blame. But from the streets of Tehran to even war-torn Yemen, few here believe the president and say Israel is squarely responsible for the explosion as well as the widespread misery unfolding in Gaza. Including the strike tonight on a building just yards from another hospital. With the protests only spreading, President Biden left the region without meeting any Arab leaders face to face. All U.S. allies after they canceled the previously planned summit in Jordan following the blast. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And that nugget he throws in at the end. Biden left the region without meeting any Arab leaders face to face. Do you know why he didn't meet any Arab leaders face to face? Getting past the fact that he can't speak in complete sentences. Um, For real is the king of Jordan called off the meetings because of the reports that Israel bombed a hospital. So you dig reports like the one you're seeing out of Imtiaz Tayab and Rashida Tlaib are the reason we're further from some type of a peace or some type of a de-escalation than closer because they've furthered this narrative that Israel bombed innocent civilians in a hospital And now people are disgusted with Biden for supporting them because, again, they hate Jews. They're anti-Semites. Their emotions are their facts. If you feed people the propaganda narrative that fits their confirmation bias, they're going to run with it every damn time. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Okay, but in the give credit where credit is due department, we do a lot of bashing of media outlets when they run us and do us dirty. Okay, what CBS did is disgusting. Disgusting. I take a lot of shots at things that I see on MSNBC, like, you know, Rachel Maddow and all the self-righteousness and, you know, all the lies that have been told about Russian collusion and, you know, Trump stole the election with Russia. It was made up by these sick people. Or how she used to go on the air and shame you into not getting the vaccine because she said vaccinated people couldn't get COVID. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were... Right? Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way, now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Vaccinated people not only got COVID, spread COVID, but they died of COVID in like really large numbers. But this is the kind of propaganda ministry they run on MSNBC. Okay, and that's why I'm frequently calling them out. But a random act of journalism yesterday, as the late, great Rush Limbaugh would call it, here's Jeremy Bash on MSNBC, at least having the self-awareness 
to recognize the media outlets should not be quoting Hamas in real time during a war. Clip 14. For some reason, the news media ran out there and took the word lock, stock and barrel of a Hamas ministry spokesperson. And of course, it was an Israeli airstrike before there was any evidence. Now, I agree at this hour, we don't know. The IDF has put out a radar track showing that the missile from Islamic Jihad flew right over the hospital. They also say that there's a SIGIN intercept of Islamic Jihad fighters talking about firing this rocket. So we don't have the evidence. And I take the point earlier, we may never know. But the fact that it was reported breathlessly, word for word from Hamas, which obviously has no credibility. I mean, they told your they told Richard Engel they'd release the hostages if there was no airstrikes within one hour. Your reporter just gave a set of piece in which she said there's been no airstrikes here for three hours. So where are the hostages? They're nowhere to be found. So I don't think we can credit Hamas. There you go. I don't think we can credit Hamas. I admire your honesty. Brian Stelter took time out from his new gig as a before model and was on uh, News Nation last night talking about the media. Give Stelter credit here. We make fun of him a lot. Here it is, clip 15. There is no defense here. This was an atrocious uh, series of mistakes by many different major newsrooms all around the same time on Tuesday. And unfortunately, I don't think there's been enough follow-up or accountability to make sure it doesn't happen again. I've noticed oftentimes in breaking news stories, breaking news scenarios, when information is lowest, interest is highest. And by the time we actually know the facts, people move on. Well, this was one of those cases, but it was even worse because when the stakes are highest, it seems the standards were the lowest and it should be the opposite. The standards should be the highest when the stakes are as high as they are right now. What are you? So give him credit for that. Okay, I'm not a fan of Brian Stelter. I've actually met him at a few cocktail parties, and he's a jackass, like a very self-important uh, jackass. And once in D.C., he hit on one of my co- co-workers uh, in front of his wife to the point that it was very awkward for all involved. Get him out of here. Get him out. True story. I'll tell you guys anything. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, my life is a drinking story. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be driving a cab. The fact that I'm in all these weird, weirdo, media elite, Illuminati, media circle parties, I'll tell you anything you want to know until they stop letting me in. But they'll always let me in because I dress like a waiter. Okay, but stick with me. Okay, because Stelter makes some points in calling out the media. I'm not a fan of Stelter. But the one thing he gets wrong is he says this was an atrocious series of mistakes. That implies that they were trying to get it right in the first place. And I got to be honest with you, they weren't. Okay, these outlets aren't trying to get it right. They're trying to find any kernel, any morsel they can report that frames Israel in a negative light. They are doing this with an agenda. Okay, if you're not doing this with an agenda, then there's no rush to credit the attack to anyone until you have every one of the facts. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, and we know that it wasn't an innocent mistake. Why? Because 24 hours after we confirmed that it was Hamas, major media outlets are still reporting it. That is correct. So think about this. It's not a mistake. It's like when they say, oh, Russian collusion, we got that one wrong. They didn't get it wrong because that would imply they wanted to get it right. They had an agenda. They ran with it. Oh, the vaccine, the Hunter Biden laptop. Okay, we now know the FBI corroborated the legitimacy of the Hunter Biden laptop. Okay, at least a full two years before the election. Yet we were shut down from reporting it, discussing it or sharing it in the run up to the election because they just couldn't be sure. Okay, again, they weren't getting it wrong. Okay, that was them getting it right. That's what they needed to do with the story. 
and like the vaccine and like Russian collusion and like the Hunter laptop. And yes, in some outlets like the attack on the hospital, they eventually turn around and go, oh, yeah, the fog of war, so much chaos. Turns out this was the truth all along. But that's not them getting it right. That's them finally giving up the grift. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. The show that sees through the bullet. My response is right, you know, and the stripper really likes you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Let's head across America really quickly. I am reading here on the DailyMail.com, America's best and worst fast food chains in every state, and they voted on them at the DailyMail.com. What I will say is the fast food chain that has the most national votes overall is Chick-fil-A. Would you look at that? Uh, in my state of New York, it's actually, uh, let me see, let me give you a peek, see. Some people voted for Krispy Kreme donuts and Daylight Donuts. In-N-Out Burger doing well on the West Coast. What's the point of me saying all of this? I'm hungry. I am so hungry. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- Look at you. No, ma'am. I lost weight to shoot my stand-up special. Now is time to gain it all back, damn it. from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Is it ever? And uh, I got to tell you, man, this is a pretty lighthearted, silly show, okay, where we tackle the biggest issues of the day. We take them seriously. We don't take ourselves seriously at all. Uh, But we are going all the way off the rails, even by the lowly standards of this show in the next hour. Florida Representative Greg Stubbe is going to be stopping by. He is, of course, a member of the House of Representatives, uh, which apparently is moving out of the chamber, and they're just going to put a tent over it because it is filled with clowns, just straight clowns. Okay, the update uh, we were expected to give you today was, well, they've got a new House speaker. Not even anywhere near the required amount of votes needed to make Jim Jordan the next speaker. Not even close. Not even close. Okay. Uh, What we now are being told is that they're on the verge of making a deal with the Democrats that would allow acting speaker pro tem Patrick McHenry to serve as the speaker. Okay. From now until January. Giving Jim Jordan another two and a half months to round up the votes. You gotta do better than that. Guys, when we voted in the last election, you gave the Republican Party the majority in the House of Representatives. That's what you gave them. What you're now getting in return for your vote is a co managed House where the Democrats will essentially have as much say as the Republicans, because in order to get this McHenry thing off the ground, they need Democratic support, which means they have to go behind closed doors and they have to approve a lot of Democratic spending deals to get them to vote the way they want to. This is politics as usual. But it's also why the country's as screwed up as it is. Okay, you understand? The Democrats, just give the Republicans, this is what they're saying. Hey, we're not going to get the votes if we do this again. 
So we don't want to keep doing this and embarrassing Jordan or whoever the next speaker wants to be. So we'll just do, you know, an acting speaker and we'll give ourselves two and a half months to figure out who can get all the votes. Then we'll nominate that person in January and then we'll have control of the House of Representatives as the Republican Party. Wrong. No, you won't. Okay, because we've already demonstrated by their inability to get a leader, by McCarthy's inability to keep support, by Scalise's inability to round up the votes, by Jordan's inability to round up the votes. Okay, they've already made it known to the Democratic Party that there's no one within the Republican Party that has the power to whip votes into shape. You understand, like Nancy Pelosi, for whatever, whatever you could possibly totally think of this woman. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Probably. Okay, but she was ruthlessly effective at whipping the votes. So much so that she wasn't even in Washington on the day the Democrats voted unanimously to get Kevin McCarthy out of that speaker's office. Okay, unanimously. He's only gone. They're like, well, eight Republicans. No, no, eight Republicans voted against him. But that was not enough to get him out of his spot. If three Democrats voted present, if two Democrats didn't vote at all, okay, the math would maintain that McCarthy was still the House Speaker. But because Pelosi sent a text from California where she was attending Dianne Feinstein's funeral, Every single Democrat, every one of them, every one of them voted in lockstep with her wishes. That's the kind of power she has in her party. And that's how you get stuff done. Okay, you whip the votes. There's not a Republican alive right now with the ability to do that because this is a real Housewives episode where they all hate each other and have petty personal agendas. But the biggest agenda of all, and it's the reason Jordan isn't the House Speaker, is the Republicans would rather give away the control of the House they were given in the past election, be derided as circus clowns for the next two and a half months, than abandon the right to keep selling out the voters. Correct the mundo. Okay, if we keep this current resolution where we have a speaker pro tem who's an acting speaker, you know what that means? That means we continue to fund the government through continuing resolutions, CRs, that keep the spending levels where they are with the opportunity to raise them if they so choose to see fit, okay? They keep all of the current purse powers wielded by the Republican Party operating at a level that the Democrats are okay with. Is that what we actually voted for in the midterms? The answer would be no. No. Okay, so this is essentially the Republican Party defying the will of the people. Okay, so when I get on the air and I tell you, well, you know, I'm not here shilling for one party. Like, straight up, I'm not shilling for the Republican Party, okay, or the Democratic Party, okay? Everybody in the House of Representatives can That's it, okay? Every one of them, okay? It's embarrassing, okay? And there has to be an ability to cobble together a big enough majority to run this government, you know, in what world, in what world do they think it benefits them? I understand we have enough time between now and the next election to change the perception of the House of Representatives. But it's not about changing the perception of the House of Representatives. It's about running the frickin' country. And are they running the country properly? The answer would be no. It's embarrassing. Okay, Dennis is in Salisbury, Vermont. Yo, Dennis. Jimmy, this is very important congressional business and, and so important that... 
Some might think that with a guarantee of no consequence or criticism, it might be the right time to pull a fire alarm. (laughs) So true. (laughs) That's essentially what they're doing anyway. They're evacuating the chamber and just giving up on trying to solve the problem. But do you realize, like, man, this is embarrassing. You vote to give them back control of the House of Representatives in order to do this and to get the Democrats to play ball, as you know. They're going to have to cater to some of the whims of the Democratic Party. So this is not the Republicans running the show, Dennis. Jimmy, let's say that um, that, that Biden is no longer able to act as president and Kamala Harris gets impeached. The third in line would be the Speaker of the House, but he has to be an elected speaker Mm -hmm. or she. Yep. And uh, so it falls to Chuck Schumer. Is that true? President Schumer? That would be the fourth in line. Listen, I just wanted to say Dave Landau is coming on, and I want to remind you that I was the first person to declare Dave Landau comedy sexiest man (laughs) at the same time that I dubbed you talk radio's sexiest man. And, you know, some are leg men, some are butt men, some are fingernail men, and me, I'm a chin man. (laughs) You like a chin. Well, I will pass along your sentiments to Landau. Uh, but this is not a tip and touch. You've got to keep your hands to yourself, okay? Good stuff. Okay, keep up the good work, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Dennis, a uh, little worked up, a little frisky today about uh, Diamond Dave Landau. I love it when you talk dirty. Wow. Uh, I will say this, though. you got a war raging on the other side of the world, okay? You've got a war of, uh, of, of terrorist aggression that people in this country support and further— And further, do you understand, through the propaganda they're being fed from the media, CBS saying that Israel bombed the hospital, Rashida Tlaib. I'll play the Rashida Tlaib clip again. You should hear this if you missed this. Okay, so Hamas tried to shoot Israel with a rocket. If you're keeping score at home, the rocket detonated over a hospital. What happened next, okay, and this is really bonkers, is not only did most major media outlets run out and take Hamas's word for it that it was Israel, but sitting members of Congress echoed their sentiments. The Rashida Tlaibs, the Ilhan Omars of the world. The New York Times took it a step further. They posted a photo on the cover of the paper of a blown-up building that wasn't the actual building. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. No, no, no. It's garbage. Human trash. Okay? They wanted to make the carnage look worse than it was. So they posted a photo of a blown-up building from some of this war under the headline, Israeli rocket blows up hospital. Okay, and you look at the picture and you go, wow, that must be the hospital that was blown up by the rocket. (laughs) No, it's not. That's them attempting to manipulate people into believing there is some type of a moral equivalency between Israel and Hamas. But again, when the media aids and abets this type of propaganda— They are helping people make peace with the idea of committing unspeakable atrocities against the Israelis. Look what they did to the hospital. How could you not behead their babies? That's what's going on. Okay, and in an era where people's emotions are their facts, once they hear them say it out loud, they never unsay it. Okay, do you know anybody? Honestly, do you know anybody who spent three years saying Trump was controlled by Vladimir Putin that turned around after the Mueller probe? 
and said, actually, it turns out the whole thing wasn't true. The answer would be no. No, you don't know anybody because everybody in that side simply moved on to, well, Bill Barr was corrupt. He wouldn't let us find the collusion. And Trump was obstructing justice, and they just carried on as if it never happened. Did any of the people, okay, who told you vaccinated people couldn't get and spread COVID that wanted to fire for you from your job, that said it was time to start publicly shaming you? Did any of these people turn around and go, oh, it turns out we were wrong when we said all of that stuff? The answer would be no. No, they just moved on and said, hey, idiot, it was always about reducing your symptoms. So take the vaccine because it reduces your symptoms. That's what they did. Okay, nobody goes back and corrects the record. So when it comes to this hospital, the people that keep saying it are saying it because they want it to be accepted as fact. Here is Rashida Tlaib again, clip seven. Clip seven, Josh. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. Oh God. And they're shaking and somebody you know this. They oh, keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They do, they can cry. I can cry. We all can cry. Oh shut up, woman. It is so embarrassing because she's lying. But she's weaponizing her tears to change sentiments. That's what's going on right now. Okay, she did this at the border when she was talking about kids in cages and she cried and the ICE agents are like the KKK. Has she said a word about the fact that there are literally 500 times as many kids in custody right now as there were when she cried under a Republican president? The answer would be no. No, straight up no. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Even if the wind is asking her to support terrorist acts of atrocity. George is in Hedgesville, West Virginia. Yo, George! Hey, Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm going nuts over here, George. you got to talk me off the ledge. Let's go. Straighten I'm it going, out. I don't think I can help you. I think I might be going nuts myself. <laughs> you know, this tragic hospital situation reminds me of what happened some years ago in Ferguson, Missouri. Oh, wow. You remember, hands up, don't shoot. Do I ever? Hands up, don't shoot. And we had demonstrations. Everybody, hands up, don't shoot. Mm-hmm. But even after the attorney general refuted all that and we had actual hard evidence, There's still a lot of places that hands up, don't shoot, still carries a lot of weight. Oh, believe it. Because once they get – again, God, I'm sorry. Well, I just – the parallel here, I – you know, despite the facts and the evidence, uh, no matter how long – how much we do to try to counteract the falsehood, that it's just going to be very hard to eradicate it. Yep. The deception is very deep. But it, it goes to your worldview, and if you hate people, you just make up your mind you're going to hate them regardless. Oh, it's so true, and that's what this is about. So she gets out there and cries because then people go, wow, they've reduced this woman to tears. And that gets people madder. That gets people crazier. But it's reckless. Like, they always lecture us about rhetoric and how you've got to be careful because, you know, you don't know what it's going to, you know, prompt people to go do. But that's exactly what she's doing is she's inspiring the worst kind of reactions, man. It's bad. Uh, yeah, it's very bad, and it's really misleading and confusing a lot of people, it's sad. Yeah, it's not right. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be the adult in the room, I promise, George, but here we are. Uh, what a dark day for our country. Good call, brother. We'll do it again. Thanks for what you Yep, I appreciate you, man.
the great George in Hedgesville, West Virginia, who's telling you the truth, okay? They want to, if you, he was thinking back to Ferguson, he and, you know, if you're listening on uh, KFTK out in St. Louis, I know you're all too familiar with the story, uh, but Ferguson, okay, hands up, don't shoot. They inserted that into the vernacular, and it became accepted as fact, so much so that six years later in the summer of 2020, they were still out there chanting at the cops, hands up, don't shoot. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. But it works for them because it weaponizes anger and rage and makes people feel like they're more under attack and oppressed than they are. That's viable. And the voting booths, because they'll vote for us, we'll protect you. That's what we'll do. Okay, don't forget, that's how Biden launched his campaign. He said he got into the race because Trump never condemned the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists in August of 2017. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Oh, you don't say, huh? But that's who Joe Biden is, a guy who, like Rashida Tlaib, in most instances, is willing to get out there and say literally anything. Even if it means crying to justify the atrocities of terrorists, in her case, because it's more important to weaponize your emotions than it is to weaponize the truth or, heaven forbid, the facts. We choose truth over facts. You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the dang thing at Fox News headquarters in New York City. It's time to head out to Yazoo City and check in with my man, Michael, who's out on the road. Michael! Hey, Jimmy. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not going to be able to uh, talk you off the ledge, but I want to remind you of a little piece of history. Mm. These anti-Semites that hate Israel, this is nothing new. 1972 in Munich, where the PLO, the Palestine Liberation Organization, took the uh, Jewish, the Israeli Olympic team hostage, killed a dozen of them. And this is nothing new. They've hated Israel and want to kill Israel for decades, Jimmy. Yep. I, it, it's just unbelievable uh, what these people will do and have done across history. But isn't it weird that, like, when you look around our country right now, like, if you use the wrong pronouns at a college, they would chase you off campus, but you can cheer for terror groups. Isn't that, like, backwards? Like, I know we drank a lot when we were in school, but they might be on stronger stuff. Uh I don't. Uh, I, I can't. I can't wrap my my mind around it, Jimmy. It, it's just unbelievable. In, anyway, and and all. I'm I'm so glad people are are pulling their funding from these schools. Maybe it'll get some people's attention. Like, like why don't y'all teach them how to think rather than what to think? And that's yeah. that's what it seems to be happening on our big campuses these days. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. Crazy. It's no, it's embarrassing, man. Uh, uh you know, it and, is. And believe me, I, I, you've heard me say this before. Nobody copied off me on a test, but I am smarter than all of these idiots. Where are you headed? What are you hauling? What's the deal here, quick? 
uh, I am hauling a load of tea to North Carolina. (laughs) You're hauling tea, okay, and that's not a euphemism or anything like that? No, no, it is actually tea. Oh, (laughs) because knowing you, it's usually T and A. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, uh, oh, oh. That's, 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 that's when you pull over. All right, my best to the ladies, Michael. We'll do it again soon, all right, brother? Love them. There goes the great Michael. Greg Stubbe coming in from the Congressional Clown Car next. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Trying to get you an up-to-date report on what's going on in Washington right now. Uh, We don't quite have a Speaker of the House. I think we have some type of resolution in place. Joining us now to attempt to put this into English, Superstar Representative from Florida's 17th Congressional District, House Judiciary Committee member, House Foreign Affairs Committee member, House Ways and Means Committee member. Wish him luck. It is Congressman Greg Stubbe. Hey, man. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I tried to bamboozle them with all your titles. Uh, so this would sound like there was something really like orderly happening in the house right now. I don't know that there is. Yeah, I wish we had order <laughs> right now. That would be a blessing. Uh, it is. It's a Real Housewives episode. But um, I, try to put it into English for me. So the way I'm reading this from afar is it would seem there are people that are in the party that are more happy with the status quo than they would be with kind of trying to tackle the appropriations process and other things that Jordan wanted to target. Am I missing something? Like, where are we on this? Well, I mean, procedurally, we, we are where we are because Gates and, uh, you know, eight of or seven of his buddies kicked McCarthy out. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we don't have time to go back and forth and debate that. Then Scalise tried to get there. He couldn't get there. Now Jordan's trying to get there. He can't get there. Today, there was basically Jordan... McCarthy, Scalise, and McHenry agreed to support a resolution that would give powers to McHenry, even though he's not the speaker and he has not been voted as the speaker. So I would assume that the majority of Republicans would not support that resolution on the floor. I think it's unconstitutional. Uh, We're going to give a guy powers who hasn't been elected to Speaker of the House just to move pieces of legislation. I think that 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 is a dangerous, dangerous policy and precedent to set in our country where we're going to put a guy with the power of speaker who hasn't been elected in a democratic republic to be speaker. We're going to go go ahead and give him those powers. The only way I see that resolution passing is if the Democrats vote on it. Yeah, well, that's the other. I don't. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so I I mean, if you go to the Democrats, you got to the Democrats don't give you anything for free. Yes. You got to cut a deal with them. So what's the deal McHenry's going to cut with them? to get, you know, 100 plus of them to vote for this. I mean, yeah, Democrats, I guess, could say, look, look at us. We saved the government. We opened back up and and supported, you know, McHenry to have some form of semblance in the House. But the Democrats don't do things for free. So they're going to want like a clean CR again mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks because that November 17th deadline is coming up. Um, and, and if McHenry cuts that deal, then you get a majority, you know, half or a majority of Democrats to vote for this resolution. And next thing you know, a guy is now speaker with the ability to act as speaker, the powers of speaker, and he's never been elected to do that. It's insane. We're talking to Representative Greg Stubbe, the great 
great state of Florida. And the point you make about there needing to be major concessions in order for the Democrats to sign off on this type of temporary deal would mean the Republicans took back control of the House in theory in the midterms, but won't actually have it. I mean, it's almost like, you know, in a roundabout way, they've defied the will of the voters, have they not? Yeah. And I mean, just I I can redo my call log from my district in the last couple of days. Like Republicans are rightfully upset. Yes. Um, They put us in power and and we're not able to accomplish even electing our leader because we have very strong personalities on the different sides of this issue. Um, And and to empower McHenry till January. I don't know what that solves. And um, you're, you're basically and, and here's the other side of this, too. You, we've got members that are in Democrat districts. So look at the four members in, in New York. And then we've got some other members that are in major, like 10 percent plus D districts. Yep. So not much longer. We, we jerk around up here where four or five of those guys go to Hakeem and cut some type of deal to, for some like coalition type government. Yeah. So if we can't get our act together. Um, and, and support a candidate. That's why – so f- from the moment that McCarthy was taken out, uh-huh. I've been pushing President Trump to come in. Yeah. And he's, I, I believe he's the only one that can unite the party. It would be very hard for people to vote against him because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to get primaried if you vote against him. Yep. I think in some of his tweets or some of the things that he posted, he'd be willing to do it for like 100 days. I signed on to a letter with uh, Troy Nels, Ronnie Jackson out of Texas. Yep. There I think it's like 12 on the letter. Basically saying, look, we don't have a speaker. Let's bring Trump in. Wow. Let him do it for 100 days. Unite the party. Get get through this CR crap that we have gotten accustomed to in funding our government and stand against it. I mean, what better person to, to negotiate against Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer on the budget than President Trump? Um, but he's running for president, and I think he'd only be willing to do it for like 90 to 100 days to get us over this hump. But I I don't quite frankly know – who else we could get to unite all of these different factions within within our conference right now? No, it is not pretty, man. I, it's, as, as a guy who works in TV, uh, I would sign your letter just for the ratings. I think it's good TV. Uh, but you're right. I mean, from a, from a pro- productivity standpoint, I think it would do a lot more for the party than anything we're watching right now. Do you sometimes feel like the guy who's, you know, might win a triple crown, uh, but he's playing on a last-place team? Because that's what I consider you. Like, you're, you're hitting 312. You got 38 home runs in Congress right now. But you're not on a playoff team right now, Stubby. No, I'm playing for the Nats right now. And uh, <laughs> it's not, not looking good. Maybe I'll get traded to <laughs> the Astros or the Rangers. I don't know. You need to get uh, dealt at nice. the break. Yeah, you need to get dealt at the break for some prospects. It's not good, man. And uh, uh, listen, the one thing you have going for you, and this really matters, is, yes, it's ridiculous that we haven't chosen a speaker yet and people aren't happy with it. But at the same time, your party's not cheering on Hamas like the people on the other side of the aisle. So you got that going for you. Yeah, I mean, you have Rashida Tlaib inciting an insurrection in our capital. Do you think this DOJ is going to go after her for that? Do you think this DOJ is going to uh, take the full force of the Department of Justice against the insurrectionists that came into the Cannon building yesterday? Um, and there were all arrests, hundreds of people arrested. I mean, it was it was pretty chaotic up here 
I mean, there, the amount of people that were on the roads, they had to shut down roads, they had to shut down entrances to the Capitol. There was literally buses of Capitol Police to put all these people in buses to ship them off to wherever. And I'm sure they'll get a $100 bail or bond, and then they'll be out back on the streets, and nothing will ever happen to them because we have a completely perverted, weaponized Department of Justice mm-hmm. that only cares about going after conservatives instead of going after um, um, liberals and progressives. And she – she lied yep. to them. I mean, even Joe Biden said that that strike at the hospital was not the Israelis, and it was likely um, Islamic terrorists. And yet still they're going to perverse the lie to incite the crowd that Israel's the enemy and not the terrorists who went into Israel unprovoked and literally beheaded babies. Yeah, That's who they support. That is insane. Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe is on the line from the 17th Congressional District. Let me throw this at you, Stubbe, really quick. Are you guys, I'm trying to picture your district on a map. I'm in Naples in November, and then I'm in West Palm in December. Is your district near either of those? Yeah, Naples is just south, so I go all the way down to North Fort Myers. Oh. Um, so Naples is about two hours from my house in Sarasota and uh, just outside of the district, really. So I have northern Lee County. I have North Fort Myers, mm-hmm. Lehigh Acres, that yep. kind of area, and okay. I go all the way up to the Sarasota County line. Oh, I'm going to be at the Comedy Club November 17th and 18th. You'll still be trying to find a speaker, but I'll be in your hood. I'll say well, nice things. Not, but if I'm in town, <laughs> we'll come, have to come by. Come hackle. Well, I had to lie to Kat Kamek. I told her it was further from her district than it is. She said it was three hours. I said I map-quested it, and it was actually five, because Kamek's going to get rowdy. No way it's three hours. It takes me two and a half to get to Gainesville. Thank you. But I can't have Kamek at a comedy show just get hammered you know what i mean i like i'd expect you to be respectful byron donalds would be respectful like he talks mac in the green room but kamek's gonna heckle i don't know that i need to handle cat kamek heckling you know what i'm saying i got enough <laughs> i got enough problems up here uh but really quick one of the thing i wanted to throw at you that then i'll let you go is the idea of biden's gonna speak tonight obviously he's talking about more you know humanitarian aid to gaza and everything like that but is there any world where you can give money to gaza where hamas is the elected government and not expect it to go towards things other than humanitarian aid? No, absolutely not. And in there's years, just not too long ago, there was, um, I'm trying to look at the number here, $360 million that the Biden administration gave to the Palestinian Authority, despite Biden's own State Department saying there's a high risk that millions of U.S. funding in Palestine would benefit Hamas. This was back in August. Yeah. And, like, there's no coincidence between we're going to release $6 billion to the Iranians, and then suddenly they're backing Hamas, and and Hamas is attacking Israel. And we're going to lift sanctions, and suddenly Hamas is attacking Israel. Iranian-backed militia groups are striking our troops in in Iraq and in Syria. Mm -hmm. Um, If if he does, and he says he's going to do it, he's going to give them $100 more dollars. The thought that that $100 million would go to humanitarian aid, even his own State Department knows that it's going to go and fund Hamas. So we're literally going to be funding both sides of this war in Israel. It's, it's insane that we are in a place where our president is actively giving millions of your tax dollars to countries who support terrorist organizations. It's nuts. Who hate our country. No, they hate us. I know. They, no, I, they, I promise they have to be laughing on some level, hating us as oh, much as they oh, do. <laughs> okay. By the way, Hamas, are you guys on Venmo? Can we send you a couple of bucks? I've never, I've never seen anything like it. It's like we're watching these Death to America rallies, and we're like, you know, they could be making much nicer signs if they had a little more money you know it's crazy man but uh maybe that's another good reason why we need to find a speaker and get the house under control so get back to work man i appreciate a minute of your time 
We'll try my best. You're the best, Stubby. Thanks, brother. There he goes, the great Greg Stubby, who now heads back to the House of Representatives, where we are living without a speaker uh, and preparing to watch the president of the United States announce on national TV that he's giving $100 million in humanitarian aid to the people who take every dollar we give them and spend it on missiles they can shoot at our country. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, time was in this country, if somebody was the victim of a terror attack or a war, everybody on the left would jump on social media, change their profile picture to that country's flag, and pretend they cared about what was going on in the country, even if they couldn't find the place on a map. Democrats are so full of crap. It's a lot of social media, to be clear. But oddly enough, everybody in that side of this, this woke, enlightened, Empathy for the victims world we created, where we kind of create victims sometimes. Like, you can't tell that joke. People will suffer. No, they won't. It's a joke. But anyway, the people on that side that brought us all the policing of speech and the weaponized censorship are now openly all over social media just rooting for Jewish people to die. Citibank, here's a proud moment. Citibank, um, to their credit, just fired a banker. After she just posted, no wonder Hitler wanted rid of them. This is a woman who's an executive at Citibank. I mean, get her out. Get her out of here. To their credit, they got rid of her. Okay. But you understand, they also hired her. Do you under, You know what I'm saying? With views like this. I think he's got a point. Now, traditionally, I don't know that when you're interviewing somebody, you screen them to go like, hey, where do you stand on terror attacks? But we're now living in a world where we might have to. Okay, as more college professors are tweeting their support for Hamas, they had a die-in up at Harvard yesterday, San Francisco High School, where the kids are walking the hall right now, chanting to the rivers, to the sea, Palestine must be free. That's actually the death chant of Hamas. We're told in a high school in this day and age that if you don't use the right pronouns, kids aren't going to feel physically safe. But you can walk down the hallways chanting, hey, we got to kill all the Jewish people. What the hell is the world coming to? These folks are completely unmoored. They've been taught that they can indulge their emotions, their truth, and their right no matter what. That's what this generation of whiny and titled brats have been taught. Well, if that's how you feel then no one can deny you your truth. That's the world we're living in. It's so stunningly and shockingly stupid. And I say someone who's been pointing that out every day. Usually when something so radically stupid happens to your society, you wake up and you're like, wow, I can't believe we're here. Okay, I can believe we're here. I've been watching this all the way down. Okay, but think about this. Like back in the summer of 2020, the the crowd that was like, you know what, Aunt Jemima syrup's racist. You know, we've been pouring it on our pancakes for 130 years. You know what, it's racist. Get rid of Aunt Jemima syrup. No more Aunt Jemima syrup. And they did that because in their world, 
okay, that somehow was going to improve living conditions in the black community. No, what it ultimately did is it screwed the family, who was the model for Aunt Jemima, out of royalties. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how they did you. Well, we're here on behalf of the black community, and to show it, we're going to screw this black family out of royalties. That's what they did. Okay, but it was a superficial change that offered no improvement to the quality of life. It's no differently than canceling a Native American sports mascot. When you change the halftime show, it doesn't change the fact that Native Americans have shorter life expectancies, higher rates of diabetes, heart disease, and alcoholism. It doesn't. No matter what costume people are wearing when they do the cartwheels, it doesn't impact any of that. But these superficial gestures that the left consumes themselves with are always being submitted by people who purport to care, who purport to be the enlightened side, who purport to want tolerance and inclusion, unless it involves Israel, in which that exact crowd is out there in the streets right now having another pro-Palestinian rally in my town. They're having them in every big city around the country right now, chanting their support for the attackers in Palestine. Because in this simplistic, reductive worldview of identity politics where there's just oppressors and the oppressed, then you can justify any action against the oppressor if you claim it's happening on behalf of an oppressed people. That's how they sold you on the idea that, no, no, it's okay that they're burning down police stations in Minneapolis. No, no, no. I know they lit 100 black-owned businesses on fire, but it's because they're standing up for the oppressed, you see. No, no, that's why they started a pretend country out in Seattle called Chaz. Okay, no, no, they were looking out for the oppressors. That's why we're doing this. We're, we're saying Israel bombed a hospital so people understand that those oppressed Palestinians can do anything they want to Israel. This is us looking out for the oppressed. That's what they're telling you. But what it ultimately is is just a license for them to behave like the bankrupt animals that they are, morally bankrupt animals. If you're out on a college campus, if you're walking around a high school, chanting and smashing lockers and saying from the rivers to the sea, Palestine must be free, okay, you're not in the business of coexistence. You're trying to exterminate the Jewish community. And it's crazy because for all of the time we spent policing speech and weaponizing censorship, all we were really doing is empowering the people who had the most hate in their hearts because they're the ones running with this. OK, when Black Lives Matter used to put up Black Lives Matter stickers and people would counter it by going, all lives matter, because duh, they do. OK, the people on the left were furious. How dare you say all lives matter? This is their little movement. Black Lives Matter. That's what we're shaking down the corporations with. Not all lives matter. We're shaking them down, spending none of the money on the community and reinvesting it in mansions for us and our families because black lives matter. We're not refusing to turn over our finances and help black people get out of jail and improve the quality of education in the community. We're pocketing the money ourselves because black lives matter, not all lives. And I guess the other reason they didn't want you to say all lives matter is that would include Jews and they clearly don't think their lives matter. It is so embarrassing, and I mean it. This is the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive, but you got to keep calling it out because we're just surrounded by total bull****. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Yup, yes it is. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon and one of my damn good buddies, 
Diamond Dave Landau, comedy sexiest man, returning to the show in this hour. Yeah, there's a war going on, and we're trying to program responsibly and show some respect. But can I tell you something? Nothing I say in the next hour on the radio is remotely close to as offensive or as tasteless as what is coming out of our elected officials in Congress. That's true. That is true. We are pulling the goalie. 888-788-9910. If you want a part of this hour, 888-788-9910. You know the rules. We say them every day. To the point of exhaustion, you can sing along in the car, the trailer, the meth lab, wherever you happen to get your fox across America. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just do not, under any circumstances, be a There it is. There it is. On a big Thursday episode. Uh, I'm on Fox Business tonight with Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy in the 6 p.m. hour. Uh, but I haven't been terribly busy on your TV. When there's a war coming on, uh, you know, they don't usually bring me in to make balloon animals and do card tricks. Uh, I usually get a little, you know, oddly enough, a little rest. And uh, it's it's tough because I know if I'm off TV, it's because people are dying. I don't mind being lazy. I don't mind having nights off because I very rarely get them with stand-up and writing books and hosting radio and everything in between. But it's tough under these circumstances just because you know it's grim out there in the world. And uh, the conversation only growing grimmer at, converse, at, at colleges around the country. So Harvard was having a die-in on Wednesday. Members of their Palestine Solidarity Committee and graduates for Palestine, they held a die-in. Uh, I mean, I got to be honest with you. You could actually enact this if all of these gay and transgender and woke, enlightened Harvard students just flew over to Gaza. Uh, Hamas would handle the die-in for them. <laughs> Kill every one of them. That's the part that's so crazy and stupid. We could get past the fact that there's this double standard thing going on where a college won't let you use the wrong pronouns but they will let you support a terror group. I mean, that's reality. You wear the wrong Halloween costume at a Harvard party, you're going to get thrown off campus. That's cultural appropriation. But if you cheer on the people beheading babies, they're like, oh, I love this guy. This guy's great. Pass the dip. Okay, that's Harvard right now. But getting past that, these people support a group that would kill them, that would actually kill them. Okay, gay people who support Palestine are like chickens who support Popeyes. Okay, you're welcome to support them, but I promise you, okay, Popeyes doesn't support you just the same. They'd be happy to have you come on down, but there's no way it doesn't end with you on a bun. Okay, that's the way this works. So there's the stupidity aspect of it. Then there's just this reality that when you're looking around the country, okay, at all of these different schools, okay, you're hearing a very familiar refrain. It's not just Harvard. Okay, you're hearing it. In places like the University of Pennsylvania, professor at UC Davis just had their tweet taken down moments ago saying, ah, these, you know, Zionist journalists in the media have addresses. They have children. You know, they should fear us and posted uh, an emoji of axes and weapons. Okay, that's going on right now. There are people openly cheering on terrorist violence. And promoting the idea of more of it against people who don't see it their way. What happened in this country, you don't realize how rabid and out of control it is. Okay, is people now believe that if they feel a certain way, then everyone on earth has to feel the same way too, or any atrocity is justified against them. We're in a really gonzo phase of this thing. 
Okay, and it goes all the way back. I mean, seriously, you could trace it back to the vaccine. I want the vaccine. And if you don't want the vaccine, we should be okay with firing you from your job, firing you from your job. You cannot feed your family. Never mind that the vaccine is not blocking transmission the way they said it was. Never mind that people who get the vaccine are spreading COVID and dying of COVID. Never mind all that. We should be on board with destroying your way of life if you don't agree with my emotions. That's what happened. And I told you back then, if people are willing to fire you because your political views aren't theirs, you damn sure better believe they'll be willing to jail you if your political views aren't theirs. And if they can be that indifferent to your well-being to fire you and to jail you, guess what, Buttercup? They're absolutely willing to kill you. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. Faux real. Okay, understand. Hamas paraglided into a rave, killed 260 Jewish people, beheaded 41 babies. What did the people on the left say? They said, good job. They've been colonized. They're oppressed. They've got to fight for their freedom. They're marching. They're cheering. They're having die-ins on campus. They're ripping down posters of missing hostages right here at NYU, right in New York City. I did stand up last night about five feet from the campus. All of those heartbreaking posters that were hanging up on the fences three days ago. You don't have to look at them anymore because students ran around and tore them down. Because they don't want to aid in the search. They don't want to highlight the grief. Okay, what they're trying to do is frame a narrative that empowers their emotions. Okay, create a moral equivalency between Israel defending itself militarily and Hamas attacking unarmed civilians. That's what they're doing. That's where this hospital bombing story came from. So when you hear me bringing back a comedian today to joke about the world, okay, it's because nobody has any right to tell us we can't when people are very seriously out there calling for violence and cheering on terror attacks. The guy telling jokes, trying to distract you from all of this insanity is not the bad guy. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Uh, let's go to the phones. Al is in Virginia. Yo, Al. Jimmy. My man. How you doing, buddy? Worked up, Al. Listen to me. I'm, I'm all fired. I'm like me and the dogs back there. We're worked up. Uh-oh. Barking. Yeah, oh, yeah. He he doesn't like you. <laughs> That's all right. I'm used to it. How I'm you married. Doing, buddy? I'm good. I mean, yes, I'm, not, I'm, I'm married 20 years. I'm used to people not liking me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So uh, here's what I need. I need three minutes of your time. Oh, look at this. Let's go. Give it to me. All right. Let's just do this. One, all these college protests, all these leftist pro-terrorist protests, they're happening at the Ivy League schools. They're not happening at Joe's Plumbing Technical School. Hmm. They're they're happening at these schools that have huge tuitions, and so I'm thinking that the terrorists are intentionally indoctrinating people at these high-end colleges because they've got money, money that can be used to support them. Yep. So I mean, is the, is that is that essentially why you think? that this exists in the mindset that it does, is that there's a loyalty to the money even more so than the ideology? 
Well, no, the 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 money supports the idea ideology. Uh huh. So when they've got the money, they can build the rockets and they can pursue their whatever they want to call it, jihad. Mm-hmm. But the, I, I think they're going after the young kids who are impressionable, who have the money that they can manipulate. Yeah, well, that's listen, point. No- yeah, go ahead. That's point number go one. Ahead. Give me point number two. I mean, you are now you, you've gone from a caller to a co-host and I like it. So keep got you can get as many points as you want. I love you. I'll take it away. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Point number two, the economy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the economy is very, very tough right now. A lot mm-hmm. of people are struggling to make ends meet. I have found a way to help people. Uh-oh. I have recently learned that there are companies out there that will pay you a hundred bucks a pop for sperm donations. Whoa. This is getting saucy. <laughs> Now, when I heard about that, I realized, oh, my God, right now I've got a sock next to my bed worth Whoa. 30 grand. Whoa, good goodness, Al. What's And this is has what to do with the jihad? Nothing. They're two separate issues. I just need a three minutes. <laughs> Al, I don't know where he went. We lost him. Al, you were doing great. Get him out of here. Get him out. <sighs> Al, what happened? We were so hot. Are you still there? Are you there? Yeah, go ahead. I'm kidding. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, no, I'm here, man. <laughs> What's your yeah. third point? No, that was it. That was it. I two points. <laughs> two points, <laughs> three minutes. Woo! Thankfully, yes, and you and you you made them you made them quickly. If I do say so yourself, to stick with the theme of the tube sock, uh, Al. Jimmy, I listen to your show every day. I watch you on Fox News. Mm-hmm. You are a hero of mine. Oh, Keep up the good work. Oh, hot damn, Al! I'll send you the twenty bucks for that later. All right, be well. Don't spend it on socks. Wow, how about Al? Really took it there. Uh, listen. There's a reason these colleges are the way they are. Al's analysis is not off. Uh, it's a little saucy. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's a little, you know, it's a little saucy, but that's Al. That's why you put Al on the phone late in the show. He's a little frisky. Daniel is in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Daniel. Hey, Jimmy. Hadn't talked to you in a few weeks. Yeah, well, I, get out your mop. I need you to clean this show up, okay? Oh, I can't do it, man. I've been <laughs> in the Bahamas for two weeks. Oh. I come back. I turn you on the radio, and and this is what I get. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's so. All I, I want to say, Jimmy, mm-hmm. is I'm a disabled combat veteran. Mm-hmm. I've been to third world countries. These whiny snowflakes in these Ivy League colleges don't know how good we have it in America. Yes, yes. it's a great okay, point. Okay, you turn on you turn on our faucet. What comes out? Water. Mm-hmm. You hit the switch. What happens? Lights come on. These places that I've been to, they're lucky if they can get water out of the river and and make it drinkable. Yep. I mean, and they're whining and sending millions of dollars to a terrorist organization. I mean, I've spent years and years of my life fighting terrorist organizations, wondering if they're going to kill me or I'm going to kill them. Yeah. And, and and to realize we're we're sending a Western Union to the enemy, so they can fight you with better me, guns. Jimmy, yeah, go ahead. You start your show every day that we live in the greatest country in the world, yep. and we do. Mm-hmm. But we take so much for granted every single day without even realizing it. Yep. Uh you know. And, go ahead. And, and then we want to, you know, stand out in the streets and and chant and. 
and run our mouths about stuff that we don't even we're not even educated on. We just turn on the news and we're like, oh, well, let me side with him and let me go out in the streets. You know what? I don't have time to go in, out into the streets because I'm working hard to support my family. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't have the free time of these protesters to stage a die-in or to cheer for Hamas or whatever the hell they're doing. But the point no. you make is, you know, we get it. There's a lot of people out there who know how lucky we are that have perspective. But what's amazing is the people that have grown up on a smartphone who've never been beyond this country, you know, live inside the worldview that the phone has created for them where all of these America-hating idiots who think they're social justice heroes and they're righting the wrongs are actually the ones creating the most division in society. And they're wrecking the place. I mean, we'll be okay because the good outnumbers the bad by a lot, but it's, it's right. tough to stomach. Like, if I, if I was you, I wouldn't have left the, the swim-up bar. i got to be honest. <laughs> I didn't want to, Jimmy, but... You know, you got to come home sometime. I we guess. Live in the greatest, we live in the greatest country in the world, and I'm glad to be back on American soil. Well, there you go. I think of the Zach Brown song where it starts off with the toes in the water and the ass in the sand, and now he's back drinking a PBR in his backyard or whatever the hell it is. That's you. Hey, you you've at, reached the other side least, of the song, but at least you're here, right? At least it's not Bud Light. <laughs> there he goes, Daniel, with a dig for the road. Good stuff, brother. I love you. Be well. Uh, 888-788-9910. More of your calls after this. The critics have spoken. You do that again and I'll break every bone in your body. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Diamond Dave Landau in the next break. He is appearing at the Funny Bone in Toledo, Ohio this weekend. We're out in Jenny Fallon country. Jenny Fallon went to the University of Toledo. She was a rocket for a little while. Then she moved over to Cleveland State uh, where she met me in Cleveland and decided to move to New York City. That's Use your common sense. I have to agree with that guy. Uh, but Wally, he may or may not agree. He's down in St. Petersburg, Florida, St. Pete Beach. Yo, Wally. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, thank you for letting me into to the radio, Jimmy Fallon radio break room. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Too funny. I, feel like, I, I do feel like I am going to have to stop at my Catholic church and light some candles and... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and confess to listening to this uh, to today's show. A little frig, but, um, a little frisky. Not going to lie. <laughs> but I just got to say, I just heard that uh, Representative Rashid Talib has actually been elected the KKK Employee of the Month. <laughs> she would be. She actually would well, be. That's that's what's crazy. Like if they had another round of voting, she was going to endorse Osama bin Laden or something. She's, this is crazy. Well, this is. Well, just with the craziness of her and the colleges, the Ivy League colleges, I just found some information that because of plummeting membership with the KKK, they're rescinding the white-only hate-based ignorance membership to include membership based solely on ignorance and hate. Yeah, well, this regardless no of race, mm -hmm. regardless of heritage or college education, the only thing that still keeps you out is religion if you're Jewish. 
Is that so insane, man? I mean, I know you're being, you know, sarcastic and silly, but you're not far from the truth in terms of what we're seeing on these campuses. It's that's so embarrassing. Really what's so, that's really what's so troublesome yeah. is I'm being sarcastic, but it's not that far off from yeah. what we're, we're seeing. No, it's not. I mean, you get it, Wally, and that's that's the point that I think is so insane right now is we were living in a society like a year ago where you had to be really careful what you said or you might get fired. And the people exactly. and the people who created that society are the ones yelling kill all the Jewish people. I mean which is it's, psychotic. It really is and and, and there maybe you can help me because I'm a fellow Juco and mm-hmm. you might be able to help me with this. I've been researching well, I'm kind of curious the UN the United Nations kind of created this whole mess a long time ago. I'm curious why they aren't talking about a United Nations peacekeeping mission to the area to kind of like, okay, we're going to be the neutral peacekeeping party to try to lower the temperature here. The the United Nations has a storied history of mischaracterizing everything Israel does, and their Human Rights Council is a joke. Uh, It's stocked with countries that are abusers, like some of the biggest human rights abusers in the world are China. And China's on the Human Rights Council, so so how? Like that's like making you should not yeah. you you shouldn't be allowed to have membership. If part of your doctrine is I want to kill everyone that's Jewish. Yeah, I, I would think. I mean, <laughs> I would think that would be an impediment. It's like you know, <laughs> but I you know we're living in different times now. I don't I I, I don't I, I wish I could tell you I got it, but I really don't get it. It's insane. But I appreciate you making me laugh, Wally. You still got it, champ. We'll do it again soon. Okay. My man, the great Wally, opening act today for Diamond Dave Landau, uh, who's going to come by and have a little bit of a State of the Union with me. Why? Because the world is on fire. Okay? And two comedians talking is not the problem. I promise you, it's not the problem. Okay? What's the problem right now is uh, we are surrounded by a weapons-grade level of stupidity. And when you watch a war like this play out, you realize just how quickly, okay, this society has gone morally and emotionally bankrupt in the name from, of some type of upper hand. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, but here we are. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trying to hold this country together. It's getting real catty out there in these streets. And if anyone can restore order, it is Comedy Sexiest Man, who I do believe is seeable to you, the listener, in Toledo with the funny bone this weekend. Did I get that right, girlfriend? That's correct, baby. Oh, there it is. Dave Landau's back in the house, and the crowd goes wild. There it is. You want to know something, Landau? I want to tell you something. You're part of an open revolt that's happening on the airwaves right now uh, because we've got a war going on. And you try during a war, we try to program like a little more respectfully. You bring on people that are like military experts and stuff. And there's a reverence that you have to give to the conversation. But I've been watching like actual congresswomen like cheer on the terrorists. And I'm like, I have to be allowed to tell jokes to the world if we're cheering for Hamas. No. Yes, you are allowed to. There's no reason why we shouldn't point that out. It it feels a little odd. Yeah. I'll say that much to watch somebody go, yeah, like, like you saw what they did, right? 
Like that's all that it comes down to. <laughs> it's it's really weird, man. Uh, because that that's where we find ourselves today. Okay, in we're living in an America like an hour ago, where if you said the wrong thing or used the wrong pronoun, you might get fired from your job. But those same people are now cheering for Hamas. I'm like, there's no way anything you and I tell a joke about today is as offensive as cheering for the people beheading the babies. And I've seen most of your no. act. It's close. It's touch and go. We have some moments. I, mean, I, <laughs> go ahead. I do it as a closer, but it's not, <laughs> you, you know, it, it, yeah, it's certainly just, uh, yeah, it's a frightening thing to just see where it's like, so you were upset if I accidentally called you sir when you were clearly a guy, <laughs> but then you're rooting for the people who just murder people randomly at, on a holy day. And it's like, yeah, that's right. Because I, I, I love people. It's so hard. Like, it's hard to keep up. It's a, you know, because the rules change. Uh, you know, down is up, up is down, that whole thing. But it's really weird. Like, Rashida Tlaib is, I do believe, like, sliding into the DMs of Hamas right now. That's why the, that's why the attacks are slowing down. It's because they're all hooking up with Rashida. Oh, I think they are. I mean, at least they, they want to. <laughs> or at least, you know, her. <laughs> I don't know that they want to. Have you? Hold on. Hold on. Have you seen the goats in Gaza? I mean, these are attractive goats these guys are sleeping with. You know, you don't, don't discount that. Some of the sexiest people. I mean, really, uh, when you talk about thousands of years of inbreeding, I just can't imagine how you could make unattractive people. <laughs> So it's 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 so fascinating. But no, no, if we were just having a constructive conversation, I can tell you, I can't tell you for fact that Rashida Tlaib is better looking than the goats in, in that area. And I'm not disparaging her on any by any sense of the word. I'm just telling you the competition is pretty stiff based on what I learned in my taxi garage. We joke. I can tell you. Yeah. No, I'm just going to say I can tell you that you're right. And you can put me to a lie detector. <laughs> And you can say, Dave, you can have one of these beautiful women, and I'm going to be like, okay, do I feed it cans? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about her. Oh, the- <laughs> good for you. We've pulled the goalie. We don't care. Dave Landau is on the show. <laughs> the world is on fire, folks. We're roasting marshmallows. We have a president. Okay, this is the greatest thing in the world. Okay, so somebody, I don't know who this person is. But somebody decided to let Biden talk to the press yesterday when he was flying home on Air Force One. And now understand he's in different time zones. He's been awake at strange hours of the night. He's now taking questions from reporters spontaneously. I don't know if you caught it, but the average response time between them answering, asking a question and a word coming out of his mouth was about two minutes and 36 seconds of him staring into space. We don't need this optic right now. No. Well, we don't need the optic of him going there and doing nothing. That's always helpful. Also weird. Uh, yeah, because I feel like Trump would just have gone there and threatened everyone. Yeah, yeah. At least told like, a few uh, yo mama jokes. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been trashing people. He would have brought in pictures of the nukes. <laughs> uh, he's like, you see this? This will be yours. Um, but with, uh, yeah, with that, there's nothing that's scarier to me to when somebody can't give an honest answer immediately. And that's the furthest thing from Biden because he can't even respond because he doesn't actually know anything. Yeah. And then if there is a piece in his ear, they have to talk so slowly that it takes him three minutes to respond. It's, it's, it's hard. The flight home was over by the time he answered the first question. 
<laughs> like, Absolutely. oh, would you look at that? We're back here at uh, yeah. Jumpers Andrews. Crazy. <laughs> He's like, so you don't like Hamas? Okay, that was odd. It took that long. <laughs> well, listen, man, uh, it's crazy, but right now, and that, they somebody thought strategically like that was a move. I've got it. Hamas is out of control. We're going to send over the president who has to take the small staircase to get onto the plane these days because we can't trust him to walk up a full. That's going to get their attention, Dave. Yeah, we're going to send the guy who falls who falling off a bike was one of the more, I don't know, nimble things he's done in the last three years. <laughs> he's going to go over there. He's going to restore order. Do you, remember, do you remember the guy who got lost at the end of the speech, shook hands with an invisible man and then walked the wrong way? This is how they'll know right. we mean business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, you know the guy who, after every speech, just walks in a square? <laughs> <laughs> then they'll know. Then they'll know. Yeah, then they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> this is this will show we mean business. By the way, if you guys could not have any sandbags around, which I know is going to be hard over there, we'd really appreciate it. <laughs> That's so bad. Uh, Dave Landau's on the line. Well, to, the, the other problem we're running into, and this is just a logistical problem, okay, is when we send $100 million in aid to Palestine, okay, the area is run by Hamas. Hamas is the government, the elected government of that area. So the idea that Correct. we can send money to them for food and Hamas isn't going to get their hands on it is like the funniest thing in the world because they control the whole region. But we're like, no, no, don't worry about it. They're only going to spend this on food. But have you noticed that we keep hearing that Hamas is running out of food, but you never hear that they're running out of rockets? No. <laughs> well, it's because we left so many. Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> they're it's, behind it's, it's odd. Hamas, they're very patriotic. <laughs> they're shooting at us with American flags on their missiles. How patriotic. <laughs> There's bald eagles on them. This is incredible. Well, at least they like us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's a terrifying thing. It's like going into a Crip Ran neighborhood and giving a kid a hundred bucks. <laughs> like, there's no reason that like, they're just going to have it then. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's ran by warlords. You know, it, it's it, it's not a good thing. And anything that we give them just goes directly to aiding the problem. Oh, it's which so again is proven by not just the money we send. But the weapons we left. Yeah, there's that. I mean, and that's the thing. We're like, well, this money's only for food. And then they're like, we will feed missiles to the Israelis. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what we meant. We meant food, but it's not going. It's well, not food. That's that's like having your kid addicted to crack and he's inside going like, I swear I'm going to buy pizza. And you're like, all right, here's 20 bucks, <laughs> even though you're itching and shaking in my living room. <laughs> I trust you. No, no, this guy, this guy that was just powdering in his Adam's apple and putting on a blonde wig so he could turn tricks for crack. No, no, he's going to (laughs) spend this money. This money is going to be spent on some dominoes, I swear. Yeah, no, he promised. By the way, have you seen the silverware? (laughs) I know. I thought I had some. (laughs) So sad. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, here's one for you. Let's silver line this world, Okay. Because uh, we did not get into the elite academic institutions. Uh, I believe you went to Harvard State. Is that correct? Uh, uh, that's correct. Yeah. I, well, I went. I went uh, to Harvard W. <laughs> well, I went to. I went to Nassau Community. Okay, <laughs> Nassau Community was an Ivy League, but it was covered in weeds. So it was a. You know, it was a plant. It was a plant college, to be clear. 
Um, yes, I took a film course for a year at Lansing Community College, and then when they were like, you have to take real courses for the degree, I was like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> this and I was left. Fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your time, gentlemen. Uh, yeah. yeah. But we used to mock <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Yes. We used to mock ourselves, but have you ever been prouder to not have gone to an elite school than right now when they're actually like having die-ins at Harvard and chanting their support for Hamas? I've never been happier. I mean, I've been happy in the last 15 years just to see my friends swimming in debt and kind of rub that in their face because <laughs> I went to high school for five years. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like, oh, that was a good call. What What is it you want to be again when you grow up? Other 41-year-olds? Um <laughs> But, yeah, I couldn't be happier. Like, it, they've already been a bad – it's already been a bad thing, obviously, for the last 15 years with what's gone on in college campuses. But this is a whole new level of, like, are we all, are we really okay with this? Like, yeah. there has to be some line, I think, that America does need to draw. And, you know, not legally, whatever, against freedom of speech, but it's like – we should care somewhat. Like I, you know, you and I were actually around when nine eleven happened, when things happened with terrorism. Like step up and you know, people, anybody who's doing this right now is completely ignorant to that world, yeah. and they're being guided by social media and what other people say, and that's where they get all their information because they 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 just don't know what the horrors are. No. In this, you know, this country is actually very very good. Sorry to make it serious, but it's yeah. like. We do live in a great country, and it's like they don't appreciate it at all. No, no, not even kind of a little bit. That's the thing. Like if you were to put this in a 9-11 world, this is the equivalent of them saying like, well, you know, these hijackers are going through a lot. You know, we've oppressed them. We've engaged in war over there. They would be, for real though, they'd be telling you that it was somehow justified. Rashida Tlaib would be telling you that these pilots were just out for a cruise and the buildings jumped in their way. These capitalist well, yeah. pig Americans. Yeah, they were just simply taking out the the symbols of oppression. Yeah, that the World Trade, you know, that the World Trade Center was, and you keep hearing this. But it's like the reason why you're even allowed on a college campus to be able to get that education and complain is because you're in a country that allows you to do so, and you have zero gratitude for it. No, and it's like, spend one second with Hamas running into your house no. or doing the things that have happened, and open your eyes a little bit. But they don't. Like that's, that's the thing, is I do love this country and what it's capable of, and I just hate the fact that it's turning into something so wrong because people are just it's on it's just such blatant ignorance yeah to this whole situation and i'm not saying that i have a clue how to fix the middle east because mm -hmm. trust me i don't <laughs> but i'll say it seems like a real problem it's it's uh it's it's a thing uh dave landau is on the show going fully greenwood he's proud to be an american uh as he should be yes i will tell At you this i know i'm free <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if – I don't think the word's proud. I think, like, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Pride always seems so weird to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, I can't be proud of something I had nothing to do with. I just landed somewhere pretty good. Yeah, you just you just fell out of a vagina on the right set of land. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> where I was like, oh, this is cool. So is we can just listen to the music we want and pierce our ears <laughs> when I'm 15 – Think I'm cool? All right, this seems all right. It's so funny, man. Uh, Dave Landau, he's at the Funny Bone in Toledo this weekend. Uh, Toledo, you will notice, uh, if you're on Route 75 near Perrysburg, 
uh, they have a big population of people that were marching up in Dearborn, Michigan this past weekend, too, uh, on behalf of Palestine and everything in between. And what I find so fascinating is these are people on these campuses that are supporting a group that would actually kill them. Like when you see the gays for Palestine banners coming out of Dearborn and coming out of Times Square, like you actually couldn't hold that banner up in Gaza without getting like lit on fire and thrown off a building. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying it, but it's like you do realize AIDS was better for you guys than they would be. They're not the best. Like they, they haven't been an ally. <laughs> like, let's just be they, clear. I'm just, they, they hate you. Yeah. It's not that they even just hate them. It's like they just hate you first before yeah. they get to everyone else. But that's the part but about like, <laughs> But that's the part about like the two-state solution, too, when they're like, wow, it's a, we got to give them a two-states. They don't want land. They want to kill all the Jews. Like, it doesn't matter right. what you do in terms of the state and the law. As long as the other folks are on the other side of the wall, they're going to want to jump over there and kill them. That's the problem. Right. And it's like they're not going to go, oh, good, we got them all. Let's just stop at Israel. Yeah. That's the part that people don't understand. And I got to say, I'm from Detroit, so I, I grew up right by Dearborn. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, was I surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Good for I don't you. think I don't think there I don't think there's one sign left in that city that's written in modern English. No, no, it's you're not. like I'm going like how many car dealerships can be in a dead language? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I wasn't exactly stunned. Yeah, the, it's a, and I, that's the problem is people think that they're it's virtuous to side with something like that, and it's like it's not. It's it's. These people hate you. That's yeah. what I don't understand. Like anybody I'm friends with who's gay is like, why would they do this? And it's like, because they're ignorant. They're, yeah, they're that's the reality. They're just stupid. And they're like, well, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on their side. And it's like, well, that's why I don't understand why anybody could take that hard stance. Yeah. And then explain to a Jewish person how that works. Yeah. Well, they can't. That's the thing. If they just hang out in right. their bubble then you can yell and scream with other like-minded idiots. But it's true. A gay a gay for Palestine is like a cow for the Outback Steakhouse. You know, yes, it's, it's just it just doesn't work. It just it's I don't know how I don't know how else to explain it to these people. I'm like it just it doesn't work. Okay? It just doesn't work. Uh no, you're going against your own interest as much as possible. As much like the- as, as much as possible. But, it's uh, like they like your flag. They'll hang lots of stuff involving you. Like it's just <laughs> sad. <laughs> but a shout out to Dearborn. I love the used car lots where you can actually have a surface to air missile mounted onto the roof of the vehicle. Uh, yes. it's a, yeah, it's a different it's a different it's a different vibe is all I will say. It's a different vibe. They but, have the buy here, pay here thirty eight percent rate. It's pretty good. <laughs> They're hooking it up, man. I, if you can pay ninety grand for a gremlin, I highly recommend it. <laughs> You've never gotten a better deal. Uh, listen, man, epic as always. We'll see you at the Funny Bone this weekend. The Toledo Funny Bone, Diamond Dave Landau. Is it Friday, Saturday? Uh, just Saturday night. Tuesday. Saturday night. Okay. Uh, everybody who loves a laugh and loves a, let's be honest, very easy on the eyes, Dave Landau. If you want a little bit of sex appeal with your comedy, I'm not going to say you should shy away from me. (laughs) There it is. Give him hell, man. I'll see you soon, brother. You're the best. The great Dave Landau. We're back after this. He's the host you shouldn't get too close to. A lot of things about me you don't know anything about, Daddy. Things you wouldn't understand. Things you couldn't understand. 
things you shouldn't understand. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Always great to hear from Diamond Dave Landau. Did we take it too far? God, I hope so. Folks, the world's on fire. Time to stop policing comedy and go on offense against the people causing the problems. That's what you need to be looking after. Uh, but if you need to laugh, Diamond Dave at the Toledo Funny Bone this weekend, a great option. If you want to see me in action, it is Saturday night, November the 11th at the Stanley Theater up in Utica on WIBX. If you're listening, hey, girl, come see me in Kennedy at the Stanley Saturday night, the 11th. The following week, I will be at the Patriot Awards in Nashville, Thursday night, November the 16th. You can also see me again Friday and Saturday, November the 17th and 18th at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples. Boom. Saturday night, December 2nd at the Carson Nugget doing the damn thing. And then we're down to Palm Beach at the Kennel Club Saturday night, December the 16th. After that, I'll be off the grid getting fat over the holidays. The show's over. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.